Now, Father, as we come before you this night, we expect the anointing of Almighty God, that anointing which breaks all yokes. Father, we thank you this very night that as the word goes forth, the Holy Spirit shall take it and penetrate each heart with an eternal deposit of that word. So, Father, we thank you for clarity. We thank you for accuracy in the Holy Ghost this night. And, Father, we'll give Jesus all the honor and glory for it in his mighty name. Every saint said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Be seated. Praise the Lord. If you got your Bibles with you, turn with me to Matthew, the ninth chapter. If you ain't got your Bibles, go home and get them. Praise the Lord. Kind of like I heard one fella knew something about the Word of God, said, I'd rather be caught downtown without my britches on than I had without my Bible. So I can take the Bible and believe God's from britches. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Get you one you can write in. Get you one. Oh, you know, a lot of folks say, oh, it's too holy to mark it. Well, if it's too holy, throw it in the trash and get you one you can mark in. Amen. Praise the Lord. Turn with me to the ninth chapter of the book of Matthew. We're studying on the testimonies of healings in Jesus' ministry. In his ministry, there is listed 19 cases of healing. Out of these 19 cases, there is 12 cases out of 19 that they mentioned their faith. Their faith was mentioned. So if their faith was mentioned, 12 out of 19 cases... Well, then we can take and do the same thing with our faith and get the same results that they had. Amen? So praise God. Praise God. Out of these 19 cases of healing listed in Jesus' ministry, it covers every need in healing, whether it's for a child, whether it's for your husband, whether it's for a servant, whether it's for you personally, whatever it is, no matter whether it's blindness, no matter whether it's, it's deformity, no matter whether it's lame, maim what, it covers every case. So we, we, we have no excuse not to understand about healing. Amen? Praise the Lord. In Jesus' ministry, his healings took place and they fall under two categories. They fall under two categories. Now listen close to me. In his ministry, faith was always mentioned, but something else was mentioned also. Sometimes there would be manifestations of the glory of God or the manifestations of the Holy Ghost or the manifestations of just grace. You know what grace is? You didn't earn it. You didn't get it any kind of way. It's your redemption, and God just intervenes and, and, and supernaturally does some things on his own. So those two things happened in Jesus' ministry. They were the faith of the individual and the manifestations of the Holy Ghost. So, uh, But on the manifestations of the Holy Ghost, people need to understand this. You can't believe God for a manifestation of the Holy Ghost. You can't pray for one. It is all up to the Holy Ghost. It is as he wills, not as we wills, but as the Holy Ghost wills to manifest himself. But on the other hand, 12 of the 19 cases mentioned their healing, uh, mentioned the faith in their healing, and 
any man that's born again has got more faith than anyone that ever was healed under Jesus' ministry. So if you're born again, you got way more faith than any blind man that was ever healed. If you're born again, you got more faith than any, any centurion whose servant was healed. If you got, if you, if you have received the new birth, you got more faith than the woman been sick 12 years with the issue of blood. Blessed be God, because they weren't born again people. The new birth only came into effect when Jesus was raised from the dead. Amen? You understand that? Praise God. See, if people understood what they had, the minute they got born again, they just received healing. You know, we was preaching in a little church when we first started out on the highway and give an invitation one day and, and a lady named Flora Lee come down. And Flora Lee came down. She raised her hand to get saved. And so I sat in the back room with my wife and another lady. And they said, now, uh, you can be saved, but it's another experience called being filled with the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues. She said, well, I want that. And she said, well, it's another experience also. If you've got any sickness in your body, the minute you get saved, this healing belongs to you. If you've got anything wrong with you, you can have your healing too. Oh, I said, I want some of that too. So she just accepted Jesus Christ, got saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, and healed of a hernia all at one setting. Praise God. So healing belongs to us. And if a person knew that at the new birth, the minute they received Jesus, they'd receive the healer. Amen? Praise God. All right, tonight we're going to look at Matthew 9, 26. It's two blind men in Nazareth. Two blind men in Nazareth. Praise God. 26th verse. And said in the report and the fame, uh, the fame hereof went abroad into all the land. So they, they had heard something. The fame of it, of Jesus went out. 27th verse, it said, When Jesus departed thence, Two blind men followed him, crying, saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said to them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? And they said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. Hallelujah. Praise God. And their eyes were opened, and Jesus straightway charged them, saying, See that thou tellest no man. That you tell no man, uh, know it. Praise God. So we see here in the 26th verse that the fame of Jesus went out, the report they heard. They heard that he was a miracle worker. That's all you have to hear. You don't have to hear this 20 years, folks. You don't have to hear it 10 How many of you know Jesus didn't pray, preach but three and a half? And this was the beginning of his ministry. I mean, they hadn't heard it forever. You don't have to hear this stuff over and over and over and over and over. The minute you hear it, you're eligible to be healed right then. The minute you hear it, the very second that you hear it. Praise God. So they heard it. They heard about Jesus. They heard about the healing one. Praise be unto God. 27th verse there said, when Jesus departed, said they followed him. They followed him. Now this is very important. They're blind. Now how many of you ever seen the blind folks following somebody? Huh? See, a lot of people have this misunderstanding and this funny thought in their head that Jesus just went around like a magic wand, just put healing on everybody. 
and that he just went about praying for everybody and everybody's healed and everything's lovely, but it didn't happen like that. See, now listen to him here. 27th verse, and when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him. Do you know they wasn't the only ones following him? Them two blind men ain't the only ones following him. His whole multitude following him, but only the two blind men got healed. Why? Now here's two blind men that cannot see, but they are not gonna give up. They're not fixing to take no for an answer. They heard of Jesus, the healing one, that can open the blinded eyes, and they're gonna get what belongs to them. They're not gonna give up. They're not gonna give up. Praise God. Said they were crying and saying, Cotton Patch said they were shouting. They were shouting. They kept shouting. They was following them and shouting. I like folks shout, folks. Something about a fellow that'll do a little shouting. He, he's believing something, isn't he? Amen? You know, a fellow's just kind of mealy-mouthing around and, you know, just, well, you know, I hope the Lord healed me and I hope the Lord, you know, some kind of way I can get some of this, you know, if it's any way possible. He ain't gonna get nothing. Are you listening to me? He ain't gonna get nothing. Zero. You can forget it. You can forget it. You can just forget it, that's all. Cotton Patch said he was shouting. Well, what were they shouting? Now, what were they shouting? What were they just, they just hollering and counting? No, they were shouting something. Now, listen to him. 27th verse, said these two blind men following crying, saying, Thou son of David, thou son of David, have mercy on us. Thou son of David, have mercy on us. They just kept hollering it, kept hollering. Thou son of David, have mercy on us. Hallelujah. See, to us, Gentiles, we don't understand what he's saying. See, we don't understand. But that Jew knew what he was saying. I'm telling you right now, blessed be God, Jesus knew what he was saying. He's saying, thou king, thou son of the living God, thou thou one who is the descendant of David, which God promised would be the Messiah, the delivering one that will come with mercy in his hands. They knew what they was talking about. Amen. Can you say amen tonight? Say, yeah. praise God. Thou son of David, have mercy. Have mercy on us. He didn't say now, now thou son of David, have pity on us. See, pity says, well, I'm sure I am sorry that your husband died. I sure am sorry. You know, I'm sorry that your wife's got cancer. I'm sorry. I'm just, you know, I sure hate that. But you know what mercy does? Mercy acts. Mercy says, blessed be God. I'll get her healed. Jesus Christ, he said, he said, have mercy on them. See, Jesus is the merciful one. How many of you know he's just as merciful today as he was then? He hadn't lost half of it or two-thirds of his mercy. I mean, he still got a full, full dose of mercy. Amen? All right, what does he mean? See, all the, all the Jews knew exactly what he meant when he said, uh, uh, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. David had made a covenant with the king of Israel's son, Saul's son named Jonathan. He had made a covenant with him. And Saul got distraught with David because Israel thought highly of him because he defeated Goliath. And they began to sing and make songs about it. And Saul, Jonathan, Jonathan's father, 
was distraught with David and, and, and even tried to kill him and, and, and sought his life for 12 years. 12 years. They went to battle with the Philistines, Saul, Jonathan, David's covenant partner, his father. They went to battle with the Philistines and they were slain. They were killed and David came uh, uh, into office. In other words, he became the king. And when he became the king, he united the two kingdoms of Israel and, and, and Judah and he put the two kingdoms together. He defeated all the nations around him. Nothing could stand before him because the anointing of God was upon him, folks. The hand of the Lord was upon him. Nothing could stand before him. Nothing could stand. After all, all this, peace was there. He remembered his covenant with Jonathan. And he said, is any of Jonathan, any of Saul's house still alive? Any of them still alive? I got a covenant. I got a covenant. Now turn with me. Hold your place there and turn with me over to 2 uh, Samuel. 2 Samuel. The ninth chapter. Second Samuel, the ninth chapter. First verse. He said, and David said, now this is, he's king now. Saul tried to kill him for 12 years, but he had a covenant with Saul's son named Jonathan. And David said, is there yet any left of the household of Saul? that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake, for my covenant partner's sake. I got a covenant. I made a covenant with Saul's son and anything that I got belongs to him. That's what he's talking about. That's what he's talking about here when they went to crying out, thou son of David, have mercy. Blessed be God, mercy will get you healed, folks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you know over in Hebrews, he said, come boldly under the throne of grace and obtain mercy? and find grace in a time of need. Amen. So he says, is any left in the household of Saul that I can show this mercy or kindness for Jonathan's sake? And there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. And when they had called him unto David, the king said unto him, Art thou Ziba? And he said, the, the, Thy servant is he. And the king's uh, said, is there not yet any of the house of Saul that I may show this kindness or mercy of God unto? And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan hath yet a son which is lame on his feet. And the king said unto him, where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, behold, he is in the house of Machar, the son of Amiel in Lodibar. Then King David sent and fetched him out of the house of Micah, the son of Amiel, from Lodibar. Now when Mephibosheth, now see, now listen to me. Jonathan, Mephibosheth's daddy, and David had this covenant. And whatever Jonathan had belonged to David and whatever David had belonged to Jonathan. When you cut covenant, see, that's why it's so important to know your covenant rights. 
Jesus Christ was our covenant man. He cut covenant for man and he cut covenant for God. And on that cross, two families met there, the Son of Man and the Son of God, and blood flowed and a blood covenant was cut. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. So he says this, seventh verse, and David said unto him, well, sixth verse, and now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was come to David, he fell on his face and did reverence. And David said to Mephibosheth, and he answered, Behold thy servant. And David said unto him, Fear not. Don't you know that little crippled boy was scared when he, you know, Saul, his granddaddy, run him and tried to kill the king for 12 years, tried to kill David. Now he's done sent and got him. What does he want with me? What does he want with me? What does he want with me? Don't you know fear struck him? Six verse, now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul was come to David, he fell on his face and did reverence. And David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, said, Behold thy servant. And David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness or mercy, the same word there, for Jonathan thy father's sake and will restore to thee the land of Saul thy father and thou shalt eat bread at my table continually and he bowed himself and said what is thy servant that thou should look upon such a, a dead dog as I am he said man I ain't nothing and now you're not going to set me at, your, at the king's table then the king called Ziba Saul's servant and said unto him I have given unto thy master's son all that pertain to Saul and to all his house. Thou therefore and thy sons and thy servants shall till the land for him. Thou shalt bring in the fruit that the master's son may have food to eat, but Mephibosheth, thy master's son, shall eat bread always at my table. Now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Then said Ziba unto the king, according to all that that my Lord the King hath commanded his servant, so shall thy servant do. Praise be unto God. Now he told him, he said, you give him every bit of land that Saul the king his grandfather owned. Give it all to him. Give it all to him. Give it all. He don't deserve it. He don't deserve it. His granddaddy, his granddaddy tried to kill him for 12 years. He didn't deserve it, but Mephibosheth's daddy, his name was Jonathan, and David had a covenant, praise God. And I'm telling you right now, that's the strongest thing you can have between those Israelites. They had a covenant. And when he cried out, thy son of David, have mercy, that's what David had on little Mephibosheth. He reached out and got him when he was out in Lodibar and brought him in, brought him in. He didn't deserve it. He didn't deserve anything. His family was defeated. They wasn't in power. But King David showed mercy upon him and put him at the king's table and he was treated like the king himself. He was restored all his land, all his finances, everything. And this, this blind, these two blind beggars, they cried out, thy son of David have mercy on us. Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you, Jesus knew exactly what they was crying out. I want some of that mercy. I don't deserve it out there. I've been in loaded bar, blessed be God, and I need help and I need mercy, praise God. Hallelujah. And Jesus Christ touched them and showed them the mercies of the living God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Acts, the 13th chapter. 
13th chapter, the 33rd verse. Talking about after Jesus' resurrection. He said, God has fulfilled the same unto us, their children, in that he has raised up Jesus again, as it is also written in the second Psalm, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And as concerning that he raised him up from the dead. Now something, this is pertaining to you, the children. When Jesus was raised from the dead, something happened, something was available to you as children of God. And as concerning that he raised him up from the dead, now no more to return to corruption, he saith on this wise, I will give you the sure mercies of David. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Do you see what's available to the church? Blessed be God if the mercies of God got two blind men's eyes open. Blessed be God anybody that reaches out and cries out for the mercy of Almighty God. Jesus is the merciful one. He is the one, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Will someone say amen? amen. Turn with me back to Matthew the ninth chapter. The resurrection guarantees you one thing. The sure mercies of David. <laughs> Praise God. We got a tape in the book room that everybody ought to get. His name of it's the sure mercies of David. Hallelujah. It goes into detail on this. All right, the 28th verse there. 9:28. It said, And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him. They came to him. They came to him. Have you ever seen any blind men walking up steps? Have you ever seen any blind men trying to get into a house? Where's the door at? How'd they get in? Huh? How'd they get in? Look, it, you, you may read it long there. Well, two blind men came along the hill. No, it wasn't like that. It was hard to get in that house. It was hard. They could not see where they was going. I mean, they stumbled and fell a many times trying to get there. But one thing they did not do is give up. They was going to get what belonged to them as a covenant partner with the great God, Jehovah. Praise God. That's one thing wrong with a lot of people. They give up. They haven't got that determination. I'm going to get it. Amen. See? See, when they wouldn't give up and they came in, that showed their faith right there. Praise God. All right, they got in, the 20, 28th verse. It said, and two blind came in. And Jesus said to them, Believe ye that I'm able to do this? How come Jesus asked that? Now he's trying to locate them. Where y'all at? Where are you coming from? What do you believe? What do you believe? Huh? He done, see? Believe you that I'm able to do this? He wants to locate them. You know, I can stay around a person two minutes and tell you just what they believe in. You know how come? Because it'll come out their mouth. It'll come out their mouth. See? You can locate anybody. I don't care who it is. You know, a lot of times people pray for people before they're prepared for prayer. Do you know that? The Bible says lay hands suddenly on no man. Are you listening to me? See, a lot of times uh, people just go around there and just want to lay hands on this and lay hands on and that's called laying empty hands on empty heads. They ain't got nothing over there. They ain't believing nothing. They just, well, let's try that and see if that works. And if that don't, we'll go over here and get this prayer. If that don't, we'll call the prayer line or the hotline or the prayer tire, or the fire tire, or any tire they can find. Are you listening to me? 
and they don't get nothing, they say, well, I don't know how come I don't get anything. But if you want to get something from God, you're going to have to get it just like these folks got it in the Bible. Can you say amen? Jesus located them. He said, believe you that I'm able to do this? They said unto him, yea, Lord. Yea, Lord. The word Lord there in the Greek is K-U-R-I-O-S signifying one who has power and authority. Yea, Lord, you got the power and authority to do it. Praise God. Yea, Lord, I believe you can do it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Well, hallelujah. 29th verse there. What does he say? He said, then Jesus touched their eyes. How come he touched their eyes? Well, because he had some anointing in him. And touching and laying hands. See, that's one of the doctrines of Christ. Laying on the hands. You know, most churches don't even lay hands on people. They don't know. You know why? Well, it wouldn't be doing no good. They ain't got nothing to transmit no way, see. You understand what I'm talking about? So, he laid hands on them to transmit something. Not only that, but as a point of contact. They felt him as a as he laid hands on them and they responded to that. They felt the touch and immediately they released their faith as a point of the contact. Amen? He said, according to your faith, be it unto you. According to your faith. Touch their eyes. According to their faith. Say, according to my faith. Be it unto me. Say, according to my faith. Say, I have the faith of Jesus Christ. Well, that'll work. All right, praise the Lord. Cotton Patch translates that verse. said, okay, let the thing that you're believing happen to you. <laughs> okay, let the thing that you're believing happen to you. How many of you know what's happening to you is what you're believing? Huh? That's what's happening to you, what you're believing. Praise God. 30th verse there. He said, their eyes were open. And Jesus straightway charged them, saying, see that no man know it. Praise God. Their faith, what they were believing, happened to them. The same thing that happened to you. Praise God. Praise God. Well, turn with me to the 20th chapter of Matthew. And we looked at the blind men there at, at Nazareth. Now let's look at some two more blind men. Do you know, in Jesus' ministry, he healed more blind people than anything else. He is more blind people healed than any other kind of disease, more than leprosy or anything. So, praise God. How many of you know anything wrong with your eyes? God will do something with that. Praise God. Hallelujah. Even if you got run over by a motor scooter. Matthew, the 20th chapter, 29th verse. It said, And as they departed from Jericho, a great multitude followed them. And behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside when they heard that Jesus passed by, cried out saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thy son of David. See, they, they, they got on that same thing. I'm telling you right now, it ain't never too late to cry out for mercy. Woo, glory, what kind of faith can you have in the mercy of God? I'm telling you right now, that'll inspire your faith. If it'll heal, I know a full blind man got healed on the mercy of God. Amen. See, I know, that's precedence right there. Four of them done got healed. 
All right, now let's see where, where are they going. 30th verse, behold two blind men sitting by the wayside. They heard that Jesus passed by, cried, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thy son of David. And the multitude rebuked them. Now listen close to me. And the multitude rebuked them because they should hold their peace. But they cried the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thy son of David. And Jesus stood still and called them and said, What will ye that I should do unto you? They said unto him, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. So Jesus had compassion on them, touched their eyes, and immediately their eyes received sight, and they followed him. Oh, hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. You look in the 30th verse there. It said the two men sitting by the wayside, they heard of Jesus, didn't they? Reckon what they heard. I don't know many people in the United States that heard that Jesus could heal them. I don't know many people that don't believe that he can heal them. But I don't know many people that know how to get him to do it. They want something else out here, someone else to get it or something else, and something that, uh, uh, other things other than the word of God to work. And he will, Jesus will never perform outside the word. If he ever does one thing, it'll be right there in the word. He won't never be, say, well, I, I never heard of that. Yeah, you'll hear about it right there in the Bible or it won't be Jesus. Are you listening to me? All right, he says right here, 30th verse. So they sat by the wayside and when they'd heard that it was Jesus passing by, they cried out. They cried out. They cried out. Praise God. How many of you know it ain't ever too late to cry out for help? How many of you know your Jesus will hear when you cry out for help? Especially if you know what you're doing, if you've got some faith in your covenant. See? I know one, a great man of God, great man of God, powerful teacher of the word. Man, he was having a camp meeting one year and his jaw swole up. He had, had a toothache. He said it just seemed like he couldn't get a hold of God. Said it just seemed like he couldn't reach out and touch God with his faith. Said, bless God, he fell on his knees and cried out for mercy, praise God, and got his healing. I'm telling you, but he knew something about his covenant rights. See? Praise the Lord. Praise God. All right, he says they passed by, they cried out saying, have mercy on us, O Lord, thy son of David. We know what that means. We know exactly what that means. Now listen to him, the 31st verse. Now this is very important. I don't care if you're, you've been in the Lord a long time, you need to see this right here. 31st verse, he said, and the multitude rebuked them. Phillips translates that, said the crowd tried to hush him up. Cotton Patch said the crowd chewed him out and told him to shut up. Now that sounds funny, don't it? Now you keep listening. New Berkeley, the crowd demanding their silence. Now this, what would you do if you went to crying out for mercy, Clayton? And Byron and Tammy, and they got up in your face and demanded your silence. Shut your mouth. Well, that'd embarrass the fool out of you, wouldn't it? That'd embarrass you. See, that'd embarrass you. 
You know what most folks do? They would shut their mouth. But something about faith, something about that burning thing in your heart, when you're believing God, you won't shut up. You don't care what anybody says. I'm going to get what belongs to me. Now listen to him, what he said. And the multitude rebuked him because they should hold their peace. But they cried the more. They cried the more. They cried the more. Thy son of David, have mercy. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise God. King James said, but they cried the more. Cotton Patch said, instead, they yelled even louder. Good news said, but they shouted ever more. Hallelujah. I like that. Just kept shouting. Just kept shouting. Thy son of David, have mercy on me. Shut your mouth. You keep silent. The whole, how many of them? One man come to him. No, it said the multitude rebuked them. Are you listening to me? How many of you can stand a rebuke from a multitude and still go on? I'm telling you, these folks was believing God, wasn't they? Huh? They wasn't fixing to take no for an answer, was they? Huh? Shut up, shut up. Uh, can't wasn't in their vocabulary. See, they didn't know the word can't and couldn't. And they didn't know the word shut up. See, praise God. They were not fixing to miss an opportunity to be healed no matter what anybody said. Now you better mem remember what I'm telling you right there. See, they wasn't fixing to miss an opportunity to get healed. We was, uh, I was in a meeting in another state in a Vicki Jameson meeting. And a young couple brought, brought the child to be healed that night. And uh, the child began to cry. He began to cry there. The announcer got up and said, that we'll have no crying in the service. We won't have no crying in the service. Well, they took the child out. They took the child out. Now the child isn't around the anointing. Now the child can't be healed there. Now the child, look, let me tell you something. I don't care what you say, announcer. I don't care what you say, multitude. I don't care what anybody says. I come for healing, praise God, and I'll not take no for an answer. I'm telling you right now, your determination is what's going to determine whether you're going to get healed or not. Say, well, you know, it's embarrassing. I don't care if it's embarrassing. Is it rather, I'd rather get someone healed and be embarrassed. Amen. Are you listening to me? See, if you ain't around the anointing, you ain't around where, where healing's taking place, you can't get none of it. Huh? Now, just because these folks went to hollering, and just because they wouldn't shut up don't mean that you can go and imitate them either. Well, I'll just go to hollering. I'll just go to hollering. I'll just go. No, that ain't, that ain't worth a dime. Now, you listen to me. A lot of folks, see, see especially Pentecostal folks, they want to do this. They, if someone gets healed, they want to imitate them. They want to imitate this one. They want to uh, brother this. and brother want to imitate that. If you want to imitate something, imitate exactly what they did. What they do? They went to crying and hollering. No, it wasn't just crying and hollering and carrying on. These folks had a heartfelt belief that they would not be denied. You've got to be moved by your heart. 
You've got to have a determination in your heart. Are you listening to me? It can't be, well, I'll let's go to Holland and carry on. No, won't work. Well, I'll let's stand up and go to Holland. That son of David have mercy on me right in the middle of service. Well, I'll have the ushers to set you down because it won't work. It's got to be from your heart. You've got to be moved from your heart. You've got to believe it. You've got to totally be consumed with it. Look, these folks, all the multitude was rebuking them. Shut your mouth. Get, be quiet. Stop all that hollering. Stop all that crying. We're not going to have it. We're having a Holy Ghost meeting. Man, Jesus is fixing to heal the sick. Shut your mouth. Are you listening to me? Unless you have a heartfelt desire, you ain't going nowhere with it. You're not going anywhere with it. Praise God. You cannot just imitate somebody. A lot of times folks want to imitate. You can't, you can't just imitate somebody. How many of you know you can't imitate faith? I mean, it's got to be yours. You got to believe it with all your heart. Amen? Praise the Lord. All right, the 32nd verse there. Jesus said, said to them, said, What will thou have ye that I shall do unto you? All he's doing is locating their faith. He's going to find out just where they're at. 33rd verse. He said, And they said unto him, Lord, that our eyes be open. Praise God. They believed. They were in faith. What do you want? I want you to open my eyes. Praise God. 34th verse there. He said, Jesus stood still, called them to him. Said, so Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes and immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. How many of you know Jesus still got compassion? Amen. See, if compassion worked one time, it'll work again. Hebrews 13, 8 said he's the same yesterday, today and forever. Malachi 3, 6 said, I'm the Lord thy God. I change not. If he ever done it one time, he'll do it again. Now let me say this before we close. It's two things that must happen for you to receive healing according to the word of God that we've, we've covered so far. Two things must happen. One of them is you've got to have the determination that you won't quit, quit that you're going to get it at all cost. No matter what anyone says, you're not a quitter. You're going to get it. You cannot be discouraged. Don't you know that'd be discouraging if you was crying out that son of David? I mean, and the multitude come down on you. I mean, here you can't even see them. You don't even know what they look like, but they done come down on you and done eat your life. Shut up your mouth. They demanded that they be silent. But they cried the more. Guess what? Our God heard them. <laughs> our God heard them. <laughs> How many of you know our God's a prayer answering God? He said his eyes are over the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers, praise God. He said, call unto me and I'll show you great and mighty things that thou knowest not, praise God. So hallelujah, praise God. Two things you must, uh, uh, must happen to receive. Now, I, I, I had a dream not long ago and the Lord showed me in a dream a man in a wheelchair. And one of the keys for him to get out of this wheelchair was his immediate response to the word that flashed in his heart. Soon as faith flashed in there, he, he had to have an immediate response. He didn't sit there and think it over and said, well, I don't know. Immediately he responded to it and he was healed. 
But it takes two things. One of them is the determination that I will not be denied. The determination, I am going to get this at all costs. The other thing is that immediate response to it, praise God. That flash from your heart, that's the flash of faith that shoots. Lakes called it like lightning flashing through you. That's exactly what he's saying. That's exactly what the man's saying. Praise God. That determination that I won't be denied, that I won't give up, that I'm going to get it at all costs. The second thing is the immediate heartfelt response to the Word of God. As soon as the Word of God's given, blessed be God, you've got to respond to it. And I'm telling you right now, that'll work every time. That'll never fail. Praise God. Praise be unto God. Well, hallelujah. Don't get anything out of that tonight.